calling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at Palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. You fucking piece of shit, cocksuckers. I don't give a fuck if you're a bunch of lawyers or not. I'm telling you now, the next time I hear of you desecrating a soldier, the whole lot of you are going to fucking die. I'll fucking stick a bomb in every fucking house you own. I'll fucking blow up the law office. And I'll fucking cut your fucking neck, Fred Phelps. You'll be a dead son of a bitch. Commence primary ignition. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, So right. I don't know what's wrong with um, the input from the computer, but it's lower than it the It looks audio. a little bit lower, yeah? Yeah. It'll all level out fine, but yeah. it's just kind of weird. I don't know. I, I noticed it the other day doing the Star Wars show. I don't know. I bumped something. Yeah. I, I moved a whole bunch of... Oh. Moved a whole bunch of USB cables around, so that might have something to do with it. If I'm running it through a splitter, it might... Whatever. Yeah. So, I think we should start the show off with what Andy asked for. More talk about podcast hosting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, there are 37 um, main hosting companies. and uh, There's only two that are good. No, we should take this time to talk about the merits and the, um, the flaws in each and every one of them. We have... We have a, a big infographic. Yes, we do. Um, we'll throw anyway. that up on the forums. What episode is this? 138? 138. 138. Yeah. Cool. So let's do this in the beginning. It's 206-338-3094. And are you serious? Serious podcast, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So there's that. Got that done. So the beginning clip there is apparently audio that was sent to the Westboro Baptist Church. And they used it in the beginning of their God Hates video. Okay. That 25 minutes of that is now out on YouTube. Whether or not that's the whole thing, I, I don't know. But it's a, it's a, they're doing a take on the no hate from um, California Prop 8. Yeah. So, you know, they're only like two years behind. So they're clowns. But they're 50 years behind in hairstyles and clothing. Yeah. So, so know, let's go maybe they're there. getting better. I will say, I have to admit, their music is better this time. We may or may not end up checking some of that out because, like, they, they're going to refute 19 myths of the Bible. I'm like, really? You could just refute one myth of the Bible and just do the whole thing all at once. Yeah. That would definitely take care of the problem. <sighs> they're clowns. Oh, yeah. They're cartoon characters. They really are. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I was reading this article the other day, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. Mm. I don't know. You, you didn't see the movie Black Swan? No. Okay. But there was this thing in Entertainment Weekly about, like, the person who was her body double for some of the dancing. We didn't talk about this? No. I thought we did. No. 
Oh. So you know what I'm talking about. Bitch needs to shut up. You know what? Here's the thing. I did not think that Natalie Portman mm-hmm. deserved the Oscar for her dancing. No, that's not why she was nominated. That's It was, it was for the performance as a whole. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, they're like... It's a stunt double, basically. Yeah, pretty much. She's a she's a body double. Yeah. And she was used for the full body dancing scenes. Anything that was not like shoulders up. Right. Or toe or whatever, you know. And this woman whose name I forget, I posted a thing in the forum actually about it. And she's all pissed off about the fact that she got credit as like an actual character in the movie because she did like another small tiny like role you know it's like woman in oh, she was stand yeah she was mad like because she didn't get thanked at the oscars Neither. she didn't thank her makeup lady either yeah and hillary swank forgot to thank her husband right so, so i mean but it, it doesn't this go back to um wasn't there a problem with like um flash dance and there was the whole thing with the yeah, dance like in there. Yeah, she only did a certain amount of it. Who gives a shit? I, exactly. You know what? In in um, It's a special effect. It's a stunt. Whatever you want to call it. In Attack of the Clones and Sith, Christopher Lee used a body double because he couldn't fight that fast right. anymore. So they put his head on this dude's body. Can you tell? No. Do you care? No. Right. It's Christopher Lee fencing like he always used to. Right. <sighs> it's... I think it's carefully calculated because the the release of the DVD was out. Why wouldn't she complain about this around the Oscars? She claims it was because they wanted to use the real performance from now of Natalie Portman as a selling point for the Oscars, which if that was the case, Step Up 3D would have been nominated. Yeah, I I don't know. Whatever. I just thought it was a ridiculous waste of time. I watched the extras. Uh, speaking of Oscars, we can bitch about this a little bit more because it's only like three months after. Right. I watched the, some of the extras on the Tron Legacy Blu-ray. Yeah. I figured I had to buy it since I got a letter from Disney saying yeah. stop torrenting our shit. <laughs> so I bought it. So I think we're even. Yeah. Right? So should send them a copy of the receipt. Exactly. I'll, you know what? I'll just rip the file. Here, this is what I got. This is what I, yeah. <laughs> Email that back to them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, A link to your Can toy. you guys get on AIM so I can send this to you? <laughs> um, so I was watching some of the extras, and the fact that that was not nominated for Best Visual Effects is a fucking travesty. Yeah. Jeff Bridges' character of Clue alone deserved it, because what they did is they would film him in, like, his T-shirt and jeans, with the four cameras with all the dots on his face. He'd deliver the performance, and then they would have a dude in his Tron outfit because he had a younger body. Yeah. So he would have him mimic what he did. They would youngify his face, put it on that guy's body. Yeah. It's not called euthanize? No? No, not yet. <laughs> That's something else. But they were there was so much work in every scene he was yeah. in. And the, you know, and then Scott Pilgrim didn't get nominated either. But hey, Alice in Wonderland got it. I can see it being nominated, definitely. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Inception won, though, didn't it? Uh, I think it did. Alice in Wonderland won for something, maybe costume. Costume, yeah. yeah. Anyway, do you know what I watched? If you saw my Facebook note earlier today, oh, maybe 
gold mem- gold oh, member yeah. Austin Powers. Remember that movie? That movie was was that the third one? That was the third one. Okay, that we watched a million times. Yeah, in the we theater. really did. We, we that I I laughed. I made the mistake of watching it like in our bedroom last night. <laughs> um, well, Julie and the baby were like asleep, oh, and I oh, literally like oh. my face was like stuffed in a pillow <laughs> because I was laughing so hard. Stuff I'd totally forgotten about. Oh. And stuff that that just sort of like came flooding back, and yeah, just a lot of great one liners. And Scotty, don't <laughs> so yeah, there that was, was, that was that's more of a who who was around, kind yeah, of thing. almost definitely. Yeah, yeah I think I did tie even got onto Facebook and said, I mean, I, I think we watched that print a million times. <laughs> we did, we ran that thing into the ground. Uh, oh boy, so I watched Big Bang Theory tonight before, uh. We recorded. Oh, was it good? I haven't. Like, I mean, changes the show. This was, this is one of those episodes. Oh, wait. I saw a commercial for it. Okay. What did the commercial say? The commercial had the robot girlfriend saying that she was carrying Sheldon's baby. Yeah. That's... Do you want to know what the part, point of that is? No, I'll watch the show. Okay. But no, for another character, it's like... Big change? Big change, yes. Okay. So... Moving on, then. All right. Nothing else is fucking new. Mr. Sunshine was new last week. All right, fine. Let's talk about that. It's a great show. It's funny, and I know you hate Matthew Perry. I just don't like him that much. But it's just, it's really, it's really funny. I'll watch anybody in the right role, so... It's good for him. It's perfect. If that's still new, I'll watch it. Because he's supposed to be this snarky, self-obsessed douchebag. I can't imagine why he would like the show. Not a snarky bazinga. I'm not named Matthew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's a funny show. It's a good show. A lot of little. All right. So it's, it's a funny little show. Hmm. There was something else I watched the other day that. Oh, you know what I liked? I finally finished uh, Green Hornet. Oh, okay. I liked it. Really? Yeah, I did. Hmm. How, like like what kind of movie is it? Like what kind of scale of of movie? Because there's like Dark Knight liked it, for instance, and then there's like Goldmember liked it. I consider there's, like there's different tiers. All of right, I like. it's probably. I mean, it was funny, like Saturday afternoon action movie kind of kind of liked it. No, like. Like, it's a DVD I'd throw in on a Friday night. Oh, okay. Comedy, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it need because it was in 3D, right? I think so. There was no reason for it to be in 3D. There's no reason for anything to be in 3D. I'm really getting tired of the whole 3D thing. So, um, yeah. Hmm. But it was good. It was fun. I could see maybe one more. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I saw the new trailer for Green Lantern. Did we, oh, talk, yeah? did we talk about that last No, week? I haven't seen the new trailer. Holy shit. Yeah? Yeah, I'm actually impressed. From WonderCon. WonderCon showed all this new shit. Yeah. And they go to Oa, the planet where the, the core is, like, centered as yeah. their headquarters. And there's a shitload of aliens. And I recognized a bunch of them, even yeah. though I don't read Green Lantern. I recognized a lot of them. It could actually be big yeah, I think it's going to be. It really could. Yeah. I'm I'm very impressed. This this trailer 
definitely played up the heroic aspect of yeah of his character and downplayed the comedy like almost totally because the other trailer did have a little bit of humor in it it was like he was like the same dude from blade and waiting with superpowers yeah, okay. it was just but was now Ryan Reynolds. yeah <laughs> exactly but now it's 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 actually i might go see it in the theater yeah i'd see that in the theater I'd probably see that before Thor, but after Captain America. There's just something about Captain America I really like. Probably because he's Captain America. Motherfucker. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Somebody set the Captain America trailer to that song. Oh, really? It is so <laughs> funny. That uh, is Because really he comes funny. busting through the door with the gun, and it's like, America! <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> it is really funny. That's awesome. I forget who showed me that. Oh, Bill showed me that. That's right. That was, that's a riot. <sighs> um, I watched um, the end of Clone Wars. Okay. I liked it. It was fine. Yeah. It was good. Um, There's some things Cartoon Network wouldn't let them do. Like what? There was one scene earlier from uh, the beginning of the season from the attack on Kamino where Ventress is like going around she's killing all the Jedi in yeah. Topoka City and she jams her lightsaber through one of the dudes, kisses him, and then shuts the lightsaber off and he drops to the ground. Nice. And that'll apparently be on the DVDs. That's the first scene that was cut. And they figured if they had any of the Wookiees ripping Trandoshan's arms off, yeah. they would cut that too. All you needed though was like that scene in Die Hard where where the dude gets cut in half with the cable and um McLean says to to Zeus, he's like, "All right, get get his arms," and they're walking side by side, and like, so you know the dude's cut in half. Yeah, you, you all you had to show was a Trandoshan arm. Yeah, in 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 the Wookiee's hand, I and then like know. show his body someplace else. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought the season was okay. Yeah. I don't know. I asked Cole. I'm like, so what secrets do you think were revealed? <laughs> I think the secrets are a little more subtle this time around. I mean, you get to know a little bit more about Ventress. Yep. That's okay. Yep, where she came from. It's like her entire backstory yeah. was revealed. So that that's a pretty big secret, I would yeah. imagine. I would have thought they would have revisited her before the end of the season, though. Well, they did that so late. It was um, the Night Sister stuff, then it was the Citadel, pretty yeah. much, and then this one. But she's going to be back next season, definitely. Which would be nice because she won't be working for Dooku, so... Right, she'll just be pissed off. Yeah. And Dooku has no one at this point now. So what's he going to do, focus on Grievous again? Maybe. Some of the previews for next season look pretty good. Very, very excited about some of the stuff for next season. They're moving along with the Clone Trooper armor. They'll go into the Phase 2 armor, which looks more like Stormtroopers, so that's nice. Um, There's a bunch of stuff. Did you see both trailers? No, I just saw the coming attractions after the episode. Oh, okay. There's one from WonderCon that shows more. Oh, yeah. Grievous fighting who I'm a, I would assume would be Captain Tarples yeah. on Naboo. And Tarples, actually, he's doing all right for himself. You know what was cool? Cole was, we were watching it, and this what's great about being an eight-year-old boy, right? Now, I'm a grown-up. I know there'll be a fourth season. Right. Right. It's just like a, because I haven't heard there won't be. This right. Just a, it's just an expectation. Yeah. So 
He lost his mind. Really? There's going to be a fourth season. Yes. Well, you, like, can, you can tell him that we know for a fact they're writing a fifth season, too. <laughs> Through inside sources, I have found this out. So um, he was just so excited. <laughs> it was hilarious. That's funny. It was really, really funny. That's funny. Apparently, Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica is going to be uh, have the voice of a character that Filoni says everybody's going to be very happy with. Really? I don't know who that is. Who could that be? I have theories, but it could be somebody that they just make up for the show. Huh, I think it'd be really funny if she was Yaddle. That'd be really funny. Who is that? Yaddle was the female Yoda that was in Phantom uh, Menace that yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. It's Yoda's bitch. Of course, she'd talk all sultry and normal. Like, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with that guy. I fucked him stupid. Little little too much of the swamp root. <laughs> fucked him you know stupid, I mean. did I? <laughs> I, there's a, you know, Dooku could get another apprentice. There was a, a dark side, like, woman named Lumia in the comic book. But that's, she'd be too young. Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to think of Jedi that, that she could be, or bad guys. There's not many women to choose from. And Mon Mothma's already been in there. Yeah. So. Nope. No idea. Sam Wessel's dead. Yeah. So I hope it's somebody new and maybe bring her back a couple times here and there. Definitely want to see more Tarkin. Yeah. I like I like what's going on with him. I like that he will just say whatever the fuck he wants because he thinks he's right. Yeah. That's great. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And that was that was another thing, too. Uh, obviously, Tarkin designed the detention areas of the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a photographic memory. <laughs> Does he really? Well, it's, it would seem like it, right? He's thinking of all this shit on the walls correctly and all the... the he, he gets the exact same, like, video cameras and yeah. and, and angles. And I'm bringing shit. this shit back. Exactly. 20 years from now. <laughs> yeah. So that was all right. I didn't watch too much else this week. What else did I watch? I watched Gold Member last night. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> Just like... And you know what had me laughing the most? It was funny because, like, like the silhouette shit that he does. Yeah. Like, typically, I remember, like, not finding any of that very funny. Yeah. I was dying last night at some of the silhouette stuff. Okay. It was just funny. One of my favorite lines, I think, is smoking a pancake. Yeah. It's like, what? (laughs) Then he just keeps going with it, too. That was, that was right. so funny. I definitely don't want to see him revisit the character. I think not Austin Powers. No, leave I want it, to see Doctor Evil. I, could, I would do Doctor Evil. I'd be I would, all right with Doctor Evil. Yeah. yeah, every Doctor Evil scene in that movie is fucking awesome. When he's singing "Hard Knock Life" in prison. <laughs> yeah, that shit was yeah. hilarious. I I'd like to see maybe do a, do uh, Doctor Evil, but like have somebody else going after him this time. Or just Dr. Evil. True. Like, true. But he would need an enemy. And I think that enemy should be Daniel Craig. That would be pretty fun. That would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Not as James Bond. Just, yeah. just as somebody Actually, else. Actually, it would be funny if it was Daniel Craig. Exactly, yeah. Daniel Craig, you're the only person we know that can stop him. <laughs> what? What? All right. I'm filming a fucking movie here. All right. It's about cowboys and aliens. <laughs> Looking forward to that movie. Oh, Harrison Ford looks so fucking lost in that, doesn't he? He doesn't look lost. I don't think he looks lost. I think he looks like 
yeah, you know what? It's a paycheck, but it might be pretty fucking good. So whatever. I don't know. Gets me out of the house. It definitely gets him out of the house and talking to people. <laughs> Can't sit around with that skinny bitch wife of mine. Uh, I don't know. But, um, um, perfect couples, which I know you don't like anymore. No, I tried it. I tried it like three or four times. Olivia Munn is the best thing on that show. She's the only thing on that show. Let's be honest. There was a funny episode last week that. I doubt it. No, 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 no. (laughs) They were talking about doing this, um, like a bachelorette party to Canada. Right, to Vancouver. Okay, that sounds terrible. No, no, no. No, it sounds like a terrible idea. Well, no, they're going to go to Vancouver, right? The girls, Right. right? So Olivia Munn just starts laughing. She's like, they have animals on their bunny. She's laughing. She goes, they don't have enough famous people. <laughs> it's It was funny. It was a good episode. I like that show. I don't know. I don't think it's, it's getting renewed, is it? Um, I think it's in the maybes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how... how some of the stuff they could actually be like, oh, well, we don't know if Parks and Recreations is coming back. It's like, come on, fuckers. Really? Maybe they don't know. Obviously it is. <laughs> hey, do you know who um, I was reading an article about Anna Ferris? Yeah. And you know who she's married to? Yeah, my wife told me like two days ago. Who is it? Um, the dude from Parks and Recreation, the dopey dude. What's oh, Andy, yeah. right? He's, uh, what's his name? Chris Platt. Pl- it, Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. I, I think he has a funny Same last thing. name. It's really funny in England. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Huh. But, um, yeah, there was this big article about her and she produces a lot of stuff. Like really? House Bunny was her idea and, um, she's got another yeah. one coming out. In September, I think. Huh. And um, <gasps> Jay Severin got fired. Hey, no, that's our lead story. Shut up. Fuck yeah. Um, well, since we're doing entertainment stuff right now, I thought we could go with the Tina Fey Sarah Palin impression cost 30 Rock viewers, she writes. Oh, that's right. She's got a book out. Yeah. However, I think it's that... Bossy Pants. Yeah. Oh, and it's got a... It's a disturbing cover. I... I don't believe what she's actually saying here. I think there's some snark in it that's that people aren't reading. So read it. All right. It says her dead on impression may have helped take down Sarah Palin in the 2008 election, but Tina Fey insists it didn't help her TV show either. Fey, who won an Oscar, won an Emmy for her spoof portraying the then vice presidential candidate as a clueless woman, more comfortable spouting catchphrases than talking serious political policy. Uh, how's that a spoof? That's like what happened. <laughs> No, seriously, isn't it? Um, Writes in her new book, Bossy Pants, that rather than helping her Emmy-winning comedy, 30 Rock, in the ratings, the impression impression has made it harder for the show to gain traction with audiences. Some may argue that exploiting... There's a quote. Some may argue that exploiting Governor Palin and her family helped bring attention to my low-rated TV show, Faye writes. That's that really low-rated? It is low-rated. Really? It doesn't get a lot of viewers now. It's critically acclaimed. People love it. Oh. Like, critics love it. But See, I thought everybody watched it. It doesn't get a lot of viewers. Oh. Well, okay, then. Let's continue with the yeah. serious story, then, instead of the snarky made-up one I thought it was. Uh, Faye writes, I am proud to say you are wrong. My TV show still enjoys very low ratings. In fact, I think the Palin stuff may have hurt the TV show. Let's face it, between Alec Baldwin and me, there is a certain... 
50% of the population who think we are pinko commie monsters. <laughs> 30 Rock was renewed for its sixth season in November, more thanks to critical praise and a strong niche fan base rather than massive audience right. numbers. See, I thought it was like The Office leads into it. I thought it was fine. Um, Baldwin, who plays her boss, Jack Donaghy, on the show, is well known for his progressive political activism, a regular Huffington Post contributor. We're reading this off the Huffington Post. He's spoken in the past about his desire to run for elected office. Uh, for more from Facebook, click over to blah, 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 blah. And they also said that the sixth season will be the last. Really? Um, well, that's, yeah, 30 Rock ending in 2012, Alec Baldwin says. Also, Tina Fey's pregnant with their second kid. So that's nice. Yeah. Well, they're in season what now? Five? Yeah. Yeah. I think six seasons is pretty good. I think for that's them. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give give some room to community and parks and recreation and let them go with it because the office is going to go too. So their three-hour comedy bullshit on Thursday is going to go down to two. So that's okay. Keep perfect, perfect couples, whatever. That's the show I can like go and get dinner. While I'm, you know, <laughs> waiting for something good to come on. So, uh, yeah. So, do you want to do a break and we'll come back with our lead story that makes me so happy? Sure. All right, let's do this. Um, I have two songs here from two bands that I can't remember the name from, and this one from a band called The Magnificent Bastards. Heroes. Dig it, bitches. 
Crom, I have never played to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good podcasters or bad. Why we recorded or why we voicemailed. All that matters is Metal Mikey stood against many. That's what's important. Valor pleases you, Crom. So grant me one request. Grant me action attraction. And if you do not listen, let to hold you. Action Attraction, the action movie review podcast. You can find Action Attraction through MetalMikey.Lipson.com or at www.pennycult.com or by searching for Action Attraction in iTunes. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I'm just just getting confirmation. It's just in. That's the third time, though. I mean, I must. This is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspenser.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who would keep a secret. So Japan got hit with another fucking earthquake today, a 7.9, right right outside of Mr. Miyagi's house. Sorry, Miyagi Prefecture. What? 7.9, though? Yeah. Did they lose points from the East German judge? There was a little bit of a splash. Oh, okay. That's really fucking tasteless. Yeah. Two two tsunami. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Sorry, I stole that from another... From one of the Kevin Smith ones. Well, but. <laughs> we've got all of our tasteless fucking jokes out of the way. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But it no, is that terrible. I mean, I've that, donated money, so I so feel I. like I've paid my dues. <laughs> um, At least that's not that bad of a joke. <laughs> no, I follow it every day. Every day, I listen to the news and I keep track with what's going on in the uh, in the reactor and how they're trying. They're going to pour like liquid glass into it to try to stop the water now. And then there's idiots out there taking potassium iodine. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to get radiation poisoning. Uh, the P- 
people in Japan aren't even getting radiation yeah. poisoning. You're going to take um, basically radioactive iodine? Good luck with your fucking thyroid, yeah. idiot. Have a great day. I don't know. Yep. But, but, it's, that's, but you know what it is? But was, I blame the news for that. What? Because oh, oh, it's, it's the like, same thing as the fucking duct tape and... and and plastic from uh, 9-11. Oh, this will stop anthrax. No, it won't. Uh, it's yeah. duct tape. And all they got left is the shitty stuff that doesn't stick. That's not going to stop anthrax. Uh, but, you know, people have to worry about something. Hey, speaking of idiots, what do you think of this this, this dumbass comb-over douche king going to run for president? Who? Talking about he's a tea party or in a birther. Who is this? Donald Trump. Oh, uh, yeah. You think he's really going to run, or do you think he's helping his sagging ratings for his show? Know. I don't know. He's not going to get anywhere with it. No. I don't see why he doesn't show his birth certificate. Who how said many, that? Trump. It's like, how many times does he have to? He's I mean, shown his birth certificate. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God damn. No, but he, he he's saying that a certificate of live birth is not a birth certificate. That's true. It's not. It's They're equal. There's a difference. Yeah. It's I don't I don't understand. I really don't understand. Are they going to complain about this for how long? I know. It's like oh he's been out of office for six years, but he wasn't fucking president. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. I can't even listen to it anymore. I can't even pay attention to it. No, it's all I bullshit. I really have to focus. Like to pay attention because I'll just zone up. Like I wonder what level I'm on with Angry Birds. Oh, it's it's ridiculous, it's stupid. It's such a waste of time. It really is. Do you lend any credence to the to the idea that it's because he's not white that they're worried about this, or is it that he's a Democrat uh, or both? I think it's both. Okay. Actually. Okay. So you're saying if this was Al Gore, we wouldn't be having these issues. Right. And because his name is, you know, Barack Hussein Obama. I mean, that's yeah. just begging for someone to, uh, yeah. to like, to, to, to come out and say, oh, he's, he's a Muslim or. Yeah. I was really hoping somebody would pop up by now from the Republican Party named like Adolf Stalin. Yeah, I know. And huh? then he could be like, he could, he could talk for everybody. Yeah. Wave his arms around, have a big mustache. <laughs> no, it's a waste of time. It's just noise. Oh, totally. Totally. I just wanted to get your uh, your side of the thing. So let's start off with... No, it's a Westboro Baptist Church. Government shutdown. Where the fuck did it go? Okay, let's go back to entertainment for a second okay. for a little bit. Uh, the movie Hannah is opening soon. I want to see that. That trailer looks badass. Then. It doesn't do too much for me, but I the, see it. the director, who they're calling an A-list director. Joe Wright? Yeah. What else has he done? Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, and The Soloist. Kind of... How about Up and Comer? Um, I don't I consider wouldn't that say, A-list. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say A-list. He's not He's not a um, an Eastwood or a Spielberg. Right, or Robert Redford. Yeah. Or, you know... Well, this guy decided decided what on his on his tour talking about Hannah that he would compare it to another movie out in theaters because this is truly about empowering women 
and the other one is about objectifying and sexualizing them. Now, let me tell you, the, the, here's the plot of Hannah. Here's how the whole thing came about, unless it was based off a book. I didn't care to do the research. He watched La Femme Nikita and Kick-Ass in the same night <laughs> and said, I should put these two together. Did he write it as well as I direct have no it? Idea. I'll look that up in a second. Um, oh. Or... Or it, it was, um, he watched Kick-Ass and said, wow, what if she was trained by somebody that really knew what they were doing? Or he watched um, Point of No Return and said, what if she was 14? Yeah, but you know what? The thing is that, I mean, they're all, I mean, you could say that about almost every movie. Everything but it's like, is derivative of something else. But it's like, oh, she's younger and she doesn't wear makeup and she's wearing, you know, baggy clothes. So we didn't sexualize her. No, you didn't. And you know what? It, yeah, great. It's the opposite of Sucker Punch, which to me, when you say my movie is the opposite of something else, and I like that something else, the opposite of that is boring and a waste of my time. All right. It was written by Seth Lockhead and David Farr. Okay. Who also wrote, um, let's see, Seth Lockhead also wrote, uh, one of those days, um, and David Farr wrote the Fallen Eye. A couple, couple things. Anything? Any, anything anybody would have heard of? If you were in Canada, maybe. <laughs> People no, live in Canada. Seth Lockhead is Canadian. Oh. Well, if I'm ever up in Canada. So I just, I mean, I think it's unfortunate timing for release. I think that. Because then the comparisons are just like. It's like like Volcano and and the other Volcano. What was the other Volcano movie that came out? But I guess Danny Boyle was involved in this for a little while. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Alfonso Cuaron was rumored to be circling the project. So, so that means nothing, really. I mean, it, it means he thought about it at one point. But I don't. I can't see uh, Alphonse running around saying, "Oh, look at that piece of shit over there. Mine's better." What jerk has to do that? I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to differentiate. Like we can't tell the difference, All right? Let's. Um, Plus, it's a. I mean, it's a shitty way, but it's a way nonetheless to. Uh, that's true. To get your movie in the in the papers. I mean, really, no publicity. You know, any publicity is yeah, good well, publicity. Unfortunately, that's true, yeah. I, I don't know. So, and Sucker Punch, I mean, quite frankly, is probably an easy target. Oh, of course it is. So, why no, not? But I, I looked up the two directors, Zack Snyder versus um, Joe Wright. Zack Snyder has five titles, um, Dawn of the Dead, 300, Watchmen, The Guardians of Gahul, and Sucker Punch. Those are his five. The other guy has the three, Hannah, uh, four. Pride and Prejudice, I mean, that's kind of a... None of those movies made over $50 million. None of them had really what we would call a major release. Pride and Prejudice? It made maybe forty-eight million. Who was uh, in it? That was um, Kira Knightley and Mac, uh, whatever. McAvoy. That got nominations, though. It doesn't matter. But still, I mean, nominations. That, that means nominations. critics liked it. Like, who saw Blue Valentine? Or you know, anyway, I think I saw that. 
But Snyder, I did see that. Okay, well, you would have. Cause you probably took your copy of The New Yorker with you, too, while you went to see it. On your iPad. I don't uh, have an iPad. <laughs> no, there's one in your house, though. Yeah, it fucking means nothing. My so, wife has an iPad, you motherfucker, for saying that. But, yeah, well, finally I got something I'm going to annoy you with. Um, but look at all of these movies. The Soloist, Pride and Prejudice. Those are kind of hoity-toity artsy movies. Yeah. Okay? That got decent critical... Not they're, they're one of them. So, I mean, they're more serious. Two of them, two of them were certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. One wasn't. Yeah, but that's Rotten Tomatoes. Like, well, that's an aggregate of all of the critics' opinion. Anyway, so my point being, Snyder makes more money, at least until you know this one. <laughs> Watchmen barely made its money back, but on DVD it probably did. Dawn of right. the Dead and International too, and three hundred. It was through the. Roof. I mean, whatever we could argue the worth of a director over you know. Based but I just, money I just think that in. it looks like if you look at Zack Snyder, okay, yeah. and those movies, yeah. okay, um, it it's as simple as you could. You know, Zack Snyder makes movies. Yeah. Joe Wright makes films. Well, All right. He wants to. So, yeah, and Pride and Prejudice and Atonement. Those How were... many times has Pride and Prejudice been remade? I mean, come on. Atonement, sure, I'll give him that one. The Soloist, actually, that did kind of look interesting until I had to put the trailer on every movie we had for six months. That got a little tedious. Because then we were in the hoity-toity art type of theater where that played on everything. So, I mean, it, it looks like, it looks like he, he tried to make this story... Right. Yeah. And judging from what he's done before, it may have. I mean, and I haven't seen Sucker Punch yet, so I can't talk about like how much depth each filmmaker put into each. Well, it depends. Film. Depth of what character in Sucker well, Punch? Well, just sort of like you know, minimal. Okay. They have names. So there's probably a little bit more like character development in Hannah and yeah. stuff like that. It, like I said, though, it has the unfortunate release date of coming out what. Two or three weeks after Sucker Punch, which yeah. again is about badass girls, and this is yeah. a story. At its, if you just sort of carve away, it's you know right. everything. It's about a badass girl, right? So I mean, it's like like comparing it to to Kill Bill. You got a badass girl in it, yeah. So I mean, yeah. they're not I the think, same. Movie. I think there's more comparison, more legitimate comparison between Sucker Punch and Kill Bill than there would be between that and Hannah. Just saying, structure of Kill Bill with your mini levels and bosses and each each character was like a separate genre, that kind of thing. Same idea. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know. I am in the minority and I enjoyed Sucker Punch a lot. And you haven't seen Hannah. No, but I'll tell you, I don't know if I want to. Because I don't like it when people run their mouths, like Judd Apatow running them his shit about Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais isn't funny. He shouldn't say shit like that. Yeah, that's... There's, you know what, though? There's a big difference between he shouldn't, he shouldn't say stuff like that yeah. and he's not funny. Ricky Gervais is funny. He is. And you know what? He should Part have said his, everything he well, said. Well, the thing is, I mean, and it goes... I mean, he can say whatever he wants, but yeah. he also needs to know that, you know what? There are people who might not like it. But as a comedian and an artist, you take that risk. Do you think yeah. Ricky Gervais gives a shit that he's probably not going to do the Golden Globes next year? I heard they were already talking to him. To have exactly. Him of course. You know what? But so you know Judd what? They Apatow. have to come out a, you know, a couple of days after the Golden Globes yeah. and, and like curse out Ricky oh, yeah. Gervais so that the people in the audience who were offended can feel like good. They yelled Why? at him. Why? 
Why? Why can't those people just be like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of a douche, and just go with it? Because it all, they all, because. Let's, let's apologize to the fucking pampered millionaires. Because whose nobody. job depends on us placating their egos. But it's also, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, they're all, they're all newspaper people, and they don't sell newspapers unless there's a story about Tom Cruise's latest movie. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. It all, it sort of. Yeah. Feeds itself, so they all have to, you know. And then again, Tom Cruise's movie doesn't get play unless right. there's an article about it. And people know about it, so they all live in the same, you yeah. know, cesspool. I just, I just, I just don't like it when people like attack each other. It's like, what, what's the point? You're all like in the same union. Shut up. But he's also, I mean, he's given his opinion about a movie. He thinks it objected. That's one person's opinion. And we haven't seen Hannah, so we don't know how he handles his portrayal of this. Well, I have to say, she does look like she's under eighteen years old, so it's a different, it's a different set of ethics that you would employ on each of them. I mean, a Jenna Malone or Emily Browning is treated differently than Chloe Moretz, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just. I'm defensive of the movies yes. I like. So, whatever. What's this bullshit? Oh, Texas beer joint sues church over lightning strike. Now, this is not verified as an actual story. They're, the uh, the Richard Dawkins Foundation says that they're trying to um, check Snopes and make sure that this is real. But even if it's not, it's kind of a funny story. So, whether it's real or not, I will read it. Is that good? It's enough sure. of, a, of, a, of a warning in the yeah. beginning, right? Uh, Texas beer joint sues church in Mount Vernon, Texas. Drummond's Bar began construction on an expansion of their building to increase their business. In response, the local Baptist church started a campaign with petitions and prayers to block the bar from expanding. Work progressed right up until the week before the grand reopening when lightning struck the bar and it burned to the ground. After it was burned to the ground by the lightning strike, strike, the church folks were rather smug in their outlook, bragging about the power of prayer. Until the bar owner sued the church on the grounds that the church, quote, was ultimately responsible for the demise of his building, either through direct or indirect action or, or means. <laughs> in its reply to the court, the church vehemently denied all responsibility or any connection to the building's demise. The judge read through the plaintiff's complaint and the defendant's reply. And at the opening hearing, he commented, I don't know how I'm going to decide this, but it appears from the paperwork that we have a bar owner who believes in the power of prayer and an entire church congregation that now does not. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I like that. Now, you know what, though? That sounds like a movie that, like, <laughs> like who would be in? Let's um, let's cast this movie. The bar owner is Danny McBride. Yeah, the, yeah. The church leader is. It's got to be Mrs. Carmody from the from the Mist. I don't know. Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, I could <laughs> see that. She would be the wife of the. She'd be the wife. Yep. So the the husband the the leading the prayer. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. That's a <laughs> tough one to cash. I could Sam Jackson. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause he was he kind of played a very religious type, whatever, moralistic person in Black Snake Moan. 
Yeah, he did. He was pretty believable there. Oh, yeah. And to give another excuse to throw a, a wife beater on him and have him just kind of stumble around in the heat. Yeah, but then he can't say the word motherfucker. No, but he can he can channel a little bit of jewels, couldn't he? <laughs> That'd be all right. So let's get on to Jay Severin. Yeah, wow. Why Jay, did you get fired? Jay Severin is a guy that... He's a local Boston radio personality. He's oh, he's he's like just local. He's TKK, yeah. So he's not national. Oh, I thought he was syndicated onto there. No. Oh, so that means I could run into this fucking monsterish looking dude. He lives in upstate New York. Oh, so I can't. Good. No, he. Um, so wait, he drives all the way in here every day. No, he has a studio in his house. Lazy fuck. That's because nobody wants to be around that miserable douche. <laughs> Does it, he looks like... I'm going to scroll up to this picture of him. He looks like a ghost from Ghostbusters 2. He looks like someone who would ask me, to, like, politely to leave a museum. Yeah, he looks like Dieter, like, 30 years Everything after Saturday brown, Night Live. Except my complexion, it's orange. He's the assistant to the guy in Ghostbusters 2 that was doing the... <laughs> The the painting, everything you're doing is wrong. Because, he, well, he's wearing like a mock turtleneck in this picture. And it looks like somebody grabbed his nose with a pair of pliers and just twisted it to the side. But it's weird, though, isn't it? Like his, it looks like he had work done on his face. So why'd they fire him? Oh, what right. He, what did he say? Okay, Jay Severin, the highly paid talk show host whose provocative on-air comments twice resulted in suspension, was fired by WTKKFM 96.9 today. My respect level has gone up like a boop, a little smidge. Severin was let go because he did not maintain a, quote, appropriate level of civility and adherence to a standard that respects our listeners and the public at large. He's a bit of a douche to people. That's putting it very lightly, isn't it? Uh, According to a statement released by Greater Media Inc., which owns WTKK, WTKK. Unfortunately, it had to become clear at several points in the past two years that Jay was either unwilling or unable to maintain our standards on the air. It's for that reason that we have made the decision to end our relationship. Severin, who signed a seven-year contract in 2006 that pays him close to $1 million a year, was suspended last week for saying on the air that he had slept with female employees years ago. Here's a quote. That's not the purpose for which they were hired. He, he said while discussing the case of a CEO who was sued for sexual harassment. I don't think of myself as a monster or strange in any way because of that. All I was was a young man who was the boss and I did it because I could. Nice. Well, that, that's not so bad. I mean, he's terrible, but yeah. I don't see that's not a fireable offense, I don't think. Uh, Severin was pulled off the radio in 2009. Let's see how... Well, okay, so he was suspended for that one. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Uh, he was pulled off the air in 2009 after he called Mexican immigrants... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> primitives, leeches, and exporters of, quote, women with mustaches and VD. Nice. He returned to the air a month later, apologizing for his hurtful, unkind, and wrong commentary. Severin did not return calls today, but his attorney... George Tobiah and Laura Students did. It's pretty transparent that this is no more than the station's interest in saving money, Students said. Jay's the highest paid guy at the station, and they have a ratings problem, so they look at his contract. 
Jay's going to pursue all of his rights under his contract. He was terminated for no cause. This is a thinly veiled attempt to get out from under his contract. I don't know. For now, Michael Bauer, who was Severin's occasional co-host on the 2 to 6 p.m. show, will take over while the station reviews its programming options for the time slot. Uh, let's see. It's been a tumultuous tenure for Severin, who arrived on local airwaves in 2000, a self-described libertarian and rock and roll Republican. With a fondness for tossing rhetorical bombshells, he used a crude epithet to refer to Hillary Clinton, called Jesse Jackson a pimp, a race hustler, and said in his world, the poor and stupid would starve. <sighs> the firing did not come as a complete surprise to some observers, who suspected Severance's high salary and also ran ratings had become a problem for his bosses. Um, let's see. doesn't say what he was actually fired for, does it? On March 29th, while discussing the case of American Apparel CEO Dove Charney, that says yeah, Charney, who is being sued for sexual harassment by two former female employees, Severin called the women whores and liars, and said they belonged in jail. He went on to say that he had slept with interns. Oh, right, it was so the intern was thing. Yeah, those girls that got to sleep with me got to know their boss better. They got to go on trips. They got to travel in some cases to various parts of the world to see things and meet people that they never would have have seen or done. So, so he did them a favor by fucking them. He's <sighs> such a douche. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is quite simply about a guy who ran out of second chances and just couldn't maintain basic civility on the air, said the source who has not to be identified because he was not authorized to speak publicly. <laughs> it is not about money. They will lose advertisers who believed in and supported Jay, but it was the only credible and honest way to deal with it. See, I don't think advertisers actually believe in or care about who they're advertising on. They care about how many listeners that person has. Right. So. But they also, like, they worry that, oh, I mean, because people will boycott advertisers. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you're advertising on a show that I don't like, so I'm going to pull my money. So Speaking of which... Glenn Beck confirms end of Fox News show. Oh, good. Let's see. That's six minutes long. We're not going to play that. No, no, no. We'll do the three-minute one. Now I want to take a couple of minutes and address something um, personal between y- you and me. I, uh, this is something that, um, something that I have been thinking about for a very long time. When Fox was generous enough to offer me the time at 5 o'clock. I originally didn't take him up on it. I turned him down. One of the reasons was I didn't want to... I didn't, I didn't want to do this. We didn't want you to. Um, I hated doing it at the other place. This place is sweet in comparison. But I also knew... I mean, I believe it or not, anybody who knows me in my real life is everybody. The wee little Aaron will tell you, too. I avoid confrontation like nobody's business. That's why I'm forced. Um, but it's also... I don't like it. I don't like conflict. But sometimes you have to stand. I took the job two years ago because I thought (laughs) I had something important to share. I really thought that if I could prove my case that that something wicked this way (laughs) was coming, something in America was wrong, America would listen. Well, that was because you showed up. I'm surprised at both the number that have and haven't, even with all of the facts. When I took this job, I didn't take it because it was going to be a career for me. 
Thank God. Paul Revere did not get up on the horse and say, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. He didn't do it. He got off the horse at some point. Now, hold on a second. You know why Paul Revere didn't get on the horse and say he was going to do that for the rest of his life? That's like a one-time thing. Yeah. Hey, the British are coming. I'm sorry. If you repeat that, like, after the war, people are like, dude, too soon. Yeah. You're, it's, it's done, Paul. Fought in the revolution. And then he went back to silversmithing. If you have watched this program, and you really, I ask you at times, hear me. Is he quoting the who? You know, I don't know. what I believe is coming. If you watch tonight's show, I believe you know that I believe we're heading into deep and treacherous waters. Dun, dun, dun. It bothers me to be entering this phase and feel as though you might say, well, wait, 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 wait. I've been Don't let the door hit you in the ass. I know. I've played my cards face up. We will find You're a each shitty other. card player. I'm developing other content for Fox through specials and other things on television and beyond. I will beyond. continue to tell the story. Dun, dun, dun. And yeah. I'm going to be showing you other ways for us to connect. But I have other things to do. Is he hitting on us? And not because it's good so. or bad for business. But I think you, out of all the people, will truly get this. Me? Our only business yes, is the you. business of freedom and our country at this time. It's why I told you about E4. I told you, you my battleship. beginning of the year. <laughs> Prepare to be a leader. Educate yourself. Be the mouthpiece. Never rely on anyone else to spoon feed you. Now today, now today... You have to carry more weight. You must know what you believe. You must be prepared to be the person that explains it to others. Fox is one of the only places oh, you still will find going. truth. Spread the word. Stick together. And together we will do the right thing for our country and for our world. You know why Fox is the only place where you will find truth? Because they believe it so... Strongly. I was going to say it's the only place where they hid it. <laughs> so, in interest, in the interest of um, the they eat their own theory, um, let me play this video as soon as it loads here. No, no ads. Close that. Play. Please don't be an ad. It's going to be an ad. Perhaps that caucus oh, meeting no. up on Capitol Hill at this hour right now is kind of uh, trying to get a temperature of where lawmakers this are. This is Fox News with Megyn Kelly. Yeah. Well, you got a, a, a budget that's been proposed of about three and a half trillion, but you got a deficit there that's about, you know, over one and a half trillion around there. And you got these guys haggling now over, I don't know, seven billion, whatever, however you want to put it. But the math is... Maybe we need a chalkboard. I was told there'd be no I, I don't know. I mean, it's not usually my <laughs> thing, but... <laughs> where could we get one? I don't know. What may be becoming available? Brett, thank you. All right, see ya. Really? That seems uncalled for. Well, I don't get it. Well, Beck uses chalkboards all the time. Oh, does he? Yeah, that was the, yeah, the thing. Wow, that was hilarious. That's good. You don't watch the show. But no, that's like, oh, hey, let's cannibalize this fucking corpse. Hey. Really fast. They would take his spot in a second. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, okay, so 30 Rock ending. We did that one. I opened that window up twice. Uh, Tina Fey. Wow, we're running out of shit already, huh? 
Okay, that's the reply to the green. Did you listen to the uh, the thing from uh, Reverend Scott last week that I dumped in the I show? I didn't. It was about uh, it was about uh, what's it called uh, climate change and stuff. So we have a rebuttal this week. Oh, good. The rebuttal is going to get its own segment. Okay. How long is this rebuttal? Twenty three minutes. What? Hey, it's by a person that knows what they're talking about. Oh, all right. Honestly, so. They put the time into it and put music and shit all with it. Wow. I only listen to the beginning because I want to be surprised this when I listen to it. This is great between Reverend Scott and other people. All we, we don't have, have to do, do is just thing. show up and turn on like, the computer. Hey, I like Clone Wars. How about 30 Rock? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone else, for providing content for our show. No kidding, huh? This is great. It's uh, turn it into the Are You Serious fucking <laughs> variety show. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, right. This one was just sent over to me uh, through Facebook. Um... Where is it? The Facebook? The Facebook, yes. As opposed to Facebook. Amanda Lucas, daughter of Star Wars creator, returns to MMA Saturday. Yeah. Amanda Lucas, the eldest daughter of Star Wars and Indiana Jones creator, George Lucas, will make a return to the cage this Saturday at Freestyle Cage Fighting 46 in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Cool. Lucas, who has cameos in all three Star Wars prequels, holds a one-to-one professional MMA record. Oh, one-and-one, sorry. <laughs> professional MMA record and last competed in November 2009, earning a three-round unanimous decision over Kristen Bedwell at FCF 37. Although I didn't fight in 2010, I was actively training, competing in grappling tournaments, and earning my purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Lucas tells MMAfighting.com, the main reasons I didn't fight was first I got married and I assured everyone that I wouldn't walk down the aisle looking like a battered woman. Second, I wanted to focus (laughs) on getting technically better in all the areas of MMA. For this fight, Lucas, a purple belt under the highly decorated female grappler, grappler Lana Stefanik, Trained Muay Thai with Ganyo Fairtex at Fairtex San Francisco MMA with Gilberto Melendez's Scrap Pack team, occasionally at the Caesar Gracie Academy. Now, oh, that would probably have something to do with Hoyt Gracie, I think. Once they'll have cool jackets. Uh, Lucas is scheduled to meet Heather Martin of Jackson, Tennessee at 160 pounds. I'm really excited for this fight, she said. I was originally scheduled to fight in February. But I suffered a partially torn MCL and PCL during my training camp. I've basically been either training or rehabbing my knee for the past six months. I'm looking forward to fighting, taking a week off, force choking a bitch. No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. (laughs) And then in getting back into the gym, I'm in great shape, well prepared, and ready to test myself on Saturday. (sighs) Damn. And the other daughter, Katie, writes fucking some of the best Clone Wars episodes we've seen. Yeah. So you make fun of the writing on Clone Wars, and they'll get her to beat you up. I don't make fun of it. That's that's their that's the family's Darth Maul. <laughs> that's pretty interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. Um. So what else we got? I got news for you. If I was George Lucas's kid. Yeah, I wouldn't do a fucking thing. <laughs> See what I'm doing right now? Yeah, this is exactly what I'd be doing. You just demand more hand jobs. I would just exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's do a break here. We'll come back with like two other things. I think. 
And then we'll go into the other part. How about that? All right. Seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring, and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night. A podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective. And from a kid's perspective. So you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies. Old childhood favorites. Cult and foreign films. And Godzilla. So check out Family Movie Night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes. Bye. find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com to the trash. This is a great on film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com. Hey, fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film. 
every zombie film, and it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mel Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies, and if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune in to Mel Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. That's the end. Are you still here? Uh, that one's called um, Crow Dance. It's called Taking Forever to End. I'm sure in the show notes I'll remember Jeez. who who sang it. So apparently tonight the government's going to shut down. Oh, good. No one will give me a speeding ticket on the way home. Oh, they would. Well, actually, that's interesting. No, they would. They would. So the question is... What would happen if the government shut down? But first, let's go to John Boehner, you know, Captain Orange. Um, I don't know what that phrase means. Let's play this video here, uh, this ABC News exclusive that I just made an AYS exclusive. (laughs) George Stephanopoulos now, anchor of Good Morning America, who just sat down with the biggest player on the Republican side, the Speaker of the House. George, does Speaker Boehner think there'll be a deal? He's not saying it publicly. He says it's too early to tell, but it depends on who you talk to on the confidence level of getting a deal tonight. Staff negotiators on Capitol Hill say they're making progress. The White House says that the plans and the details have gone off the rails, which is why they're calling the leaders back to the White House tonight. And when I spoke with Speaker Boehner, he clearly showed that he was still far from the president on the overall level of cuts and those so-called policy riders, things the Republicans have done like defund Planned Parenthood, cut enforcement funding for the Environmental Protection Agency, so publicly, at least, he's still very far apart from the president and the Democrats' position. We keep reading that a lot of people think he's being held hostage, as it were, to the Tea Party inside his own party. What do you say about that? And that was where the speaker was most forceful and most animated. Take a look. I'm going to fight for the best deal I can for my team. You know what the Democrats say? They say they could cut a deal with you, but you won't buck the Tea Party. Listen, there's no daylight between the Tea Party and me. None? None. They want us to, to deal with this crushing debt uh, that's going to crush the future for our kids and grandkids. There's no daylight there. And one final note, Diane. The Speaker did make it clear that if there is a shutdown, he does not think that members of Congress should take their pay. Well, of course not. But what does that mean, the daylight thing? I've never heard that before. Me neither. Because to me it sounds like they are right up next to each other. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that could be it. They're like buddy-buddy. Yeah. 
I don't I don't understand it. I think he's intending it to mean something I don't know, else. But what bothers what bothers me about this whole budget thing is yeah. that no one, all right, no one is looking at this like what's best for the country. No, he it's said like, my team. Right. What's That's the fucking exactly. Republicans and, and it's, his But you lobbyists. know what the Democrats are no better either. No. Because they well, and they also right. they are better, but it's yeah, still but the same stuff. they're not behaving stuff. better. They're all looking to position themselves and jockey and all this well, bullshit because they got re-elections coming up. There's one part of this where I heard where the the the, the, the GOP said we want thirty one billion dollars in cuts, and the Democrats came back and said we we here's thirty three, and they said no now we want a hundred and ten. It's like you keep moving right. the goal. Shit's never going to get done. Right. It's not going to get done. I heard I heard this budget standoff is, uh, and I heard this a couple different places, so either the talking points are working or everybody <laughs> thought of the same thing. They said it's like playing chicken with a committed suicidal, like, moron. Yeah. The guy will not swerve, yet you're still trying to win. So it's either I heard the uh, driving the car off the cliff, jumping out at the last second game of chicken, and the driving at each other game of chicken. Either way, everybody dies. But the problem is that look at where were we eight years ago. Look where we where we were ten years ago. Look where yeah. we were four years ago. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Well, really. from the ten years ago, things have definitely changed. Well, things have changed because yeah. you know we're in a shittier place than we were. Yes. You know, nine eleven, blah blah blah. But can't they see what happened? I mean, I remember, and I wasn't even paying attention back then. With Gingrich standing off against Clinton, they lost. The GOP lost, and they lost all the seats. He won re-election. They took control. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing again. If shit doesn't work, they are the ones that held this up. And they're taking what they consider a calculated risk to shut the government down to prove a point. That's For what? For the Tea Party? All, For the extreme wing of the Republican Party. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's all bullshit. It's yeah. all bullshit. Yeah. Obama says that, that he wants to decrease oil, decrease foreign oil dependency Every by, president has by a third yeah. by 2025. Yeah. Well, that's great. It is. It won't happen. What the fuck? Big deal. Every president has said Was that. Was a third or two thirds? Back to like Eisenhower or somebody. Um, so let's just go over real quick here. What's what? What stays open and what would close? Uh, let's see, the Postal Service, the Military Congress, Veterans Administration Hospitals, air traffic controllers, and federal law enforcement agencies are among the things that will not be closed. Right. However, oh, Social Security checks will still be mailed. So it's not a total government shutdown. If it was a total government shutdown, except for uh, the military and Veterans Administration Hospital and... It, fuck it, air traffic controllers who let them shut down. Let's shut down the airport. Shut everything down except uh, the people obviously in dangerous situations and the people hired to heal them. Let Social Security checks pile up because they're not getting mailed out and there's no one to deliver them. But, you know, people and then, suffer. And then, yeah, but air, then. Air travel, you can't stop air travel. That stops commerce, which ends up becoming a problem for the economy. And, and the Republican lobbyists. Yeah. So what would get shut down? 
Um, let's see. Uh, passports and visa applications won't be processed. The national parks would be closed. The Internal Revenue Service will stop processing tax returns, which means refund checks will be delayed. The Centers for Disease Control stop tracking the spread of diseases. Federal banks bankruptcy court essentially shuts down, but the federal criminal court remains open. Uh, 800,000 federal jobs will be furloughed, about... Um, 28% of the entire federal workforce. Uh, I have a push notification here. A fourth meeting in 48 hours between President Obama and top lawmakers failed to bring agreement on a spending plan. I love these push notifications. Sometimes I wake up to a whole bunch of them. I like seeing who reports shit first. <laughs> That's always interesting. Nine times out of ten, it's MSNBC that gets it out first or the Huffington Post. Um yeah, 28% of the entire federal workforce. So they, the Republicans who said, we have a mandate, we were putting back into office to uh, create jobs and, and, and bring jobs for people, they are going to put people out of work. Yeah. Big fucking surprise. The Tennessee Anti-Evolution Bill passed the House. Go Tennessee. Tennessee's House Bill 368 passed the House of Representatives on a 70 to 23 vote on April 7, 2011. The debate ranged over the scientific method, intellectual bullies, hairspray, and inherit the wind. Not the movie, apparently, but the movie of Inherit the Wind in the book, reported the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Now, here's the part where I think there's a lot of wiggle room in this for both sides. The bill, if enacted would require state and local educational authorities to, quote, assist teachers to find effective ways to present the science curriculum as it addresses scientific controversies and permit teachers to help students understand, analyze, critique, and review in an objective manner the scientific strengths and scientific weaknesses of existing scientific theories covered in the course being taught. The only examples provided of controversial theories are Biological evolution, the chemical origins of life, global warming, and human cloning. Well, human cloning isn't even allowed. The sponsor of HB 368, Bill Dunn, Republican District it's 16. allowed. There's just no oh, human cloning. Yeah. Uh, it's too cl- bad. Claimed that the... Oh, here we go. I just read the first part of this. Claimed that the teaching of intelligent design would not be protected by the bill. Its chief lobbyist, David Fowler of the Family Action Council of Tennessee, claimed otherwise in the Chattanooga. Uh, the Tennessean, in its editorial, the American Association for the Advancement of Science and the American Civil Liberties Union of Tennessee have all expressed their opposition to HB 368 with the Tennessee Science Teachers Association representing supported beneficiaries of the bill, characterizing it as unnecessary, anti-scientific, which if you read really fast is anti-Semitic, <laughs> um, and very likely unconstitutional. I don't, I don't understand why are we passing laws to prevent people from teaching other people shit? Yeah. I don't oh, but wait. Now, let's just dismantle the fucking unions, and then there'll be no problem. Exactly. Then you can teach whatever you want. Then we will homeschool because we'll have no choice. This was sent to me by a listener that I uh, that I know very well. This is from the Missoula Independent, and their motto is free thinking. Fourteen years ago, the Montana Supreme Court ruled that a state law criminalizing gay sex violates Montana's constitution. Yet the Montana legislature has repeatedly failed to curb, sorry, scrub the language 
which places homosexuality in the same legal category as bestiality from the books. Well, it depends on what he looks like. That's true. That's true. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> this session's effort, sponsored by T- Senator Tom Facey, Democrat of Missoula, died in a House committee last month after passage in the Senate. The legislature's inaction was not, it turns out, another nonprofit failing off the too-long-to-do list. Rather, it's homophobic lawmakers subtly suggesting that homosexual acts should still be outlawed. The Supreme Court and equal rights in general be damned. In fact, at least one lawmaker, Representative Ken Peterson, a Republican from Billings, an attorney argues that the archaic law may still apply in certain situations. Now, let me let me just throw this out there. If you have a law banning homosexual acts, you are not going to attract the porn industry. <laughs> I mean, that's just like fact, isn't it? Uh, okay, which situations? According to Peterson, chair of the House Judiciary Committee, there are at least two prosecutable offenses, felonies punishable by up to 10 years in prison and a $50,000 fine. One is the, quote, recruitment of non-gays. Quote, homosexuals can't go out into the heterosexual community and try to recruit people or try to enlist them in homosexual acts. Because there's such a big like there's a gay gay military. Yeah. (laughs) You went there too, right? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It just served for four years. (laughs) Wow. The push-ups are probably a lot different. Yeah. Did you see Tenacious D? <laughs> um, That's an awesome movie. I like that one. Here, uh, young man, your hormones are raging. Let's go in this bedroom and we'll engage in some homosexual acts. You'll find you like it. He's that's that's what he that's his example. It's Peterson's example. He must be the worst pickup artist. Seriously. Uh, hello, woman. You look beautiful. Come and have dinner with me. and We will have heterosexual, missionary-style sexual relations. It'll be so missionary, there'll be a sheet with a hole in between them. Exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, no, Peter- funny you say that. I went to a party. No, I'm <laughs> Everybody was wearing masks, and Tom Cruise was there. That's awesome. Peterson hasn't actually seen this happen, he says, because I don't associate with that group of people at all. I've associated with mainstream people all my life. Wow. Let's. What are we up to, about a six on the douchometer? Yeah. The other offense, in Peterson's legal opinion is the public display of homosexuality, since he believes the Supreme Court's decision... Right, the public display of homosexuality, like yes. no sucking a dude's cock in the middle of the, the of the sidewalk? Yeah, that is, that is, yeah, that unfortunately is illegal. Okay, so, but he, is he, pres- like, pushing for heterosexual <laughs> displays of affection so you can get a blowjob? Without having to hide, I, I just want to know. I, I don't know. Making vacation plans and stuff. Um, let's see. <laughs> Since he believes it only applies to private acts behind closed doors, being gay in public, he says, is a wholly different matter. Well, then so would being heterosexual, right? I mean, in my mind, if they were engaging in acts in public that could be construed as homosexual, it would violate that statute. Statute. Statue is a whole different thing. It has to be more oh, than... Right, a, right now he's got homosexuals violating statues? Yeah. 
because he's rock hard. Oh, it has to be more than affection. It has to be overt homosexual acts of some kind or another. If kissing goes to that extent, yes. If it's more than that, yes. Fortunately. <laughs> but I need to stay and watch. I want to see where this is going. <laughs> Reminds me of the Futurama episode where uh, it was called Proposition Infinity. And robots are not allowed to marry humans, but a horse and a ghost can get married. <laughs> so they, they have the preacher robot, um, and it, it's like exercising through doing what you're not supposed to do. So he has the robots make out with these dummies that look like humans. And he's like, yeah, use your, uh, uh, you know what, fuck it. I'll just call it up while we're on a break, and I'll, I'll play that there. Okay. Um, it says, fortunately, Peterson's interpretation is his own daydream. It will never fly, according to Larry Epstein, vice president of the Montana County Attorneys Association, which is composed of people who prosecute felony crimes across the state. The statute will not be enforced as written, ever, Epstein says. <laughs> we take our marching orders not only from the legislature, but from the courts in which they appear. So give me one second to open this up here. I don't understand. So you know what's going to happen with this guy? If we were to check in on him in about eight months, he would be caught soliciting a gay prostitute. Most definitely. I mean, there's there's no two ways around that. So let me see. Let's see. There's no two ways to reach around that. Oh, yeah. Yep, you did it. You, you went there. Hold on. Let me just get this open here on Netflix. That's what she said. It is Watch It Now on Netflix, actually. So they send Bender they same as they send Bender off to um just get better with himself. You know, be normal. Uh-huh. Right, because there's such a thing as normal, I guess. And here's a good spot to start. Yo, shapely, buxom, human demon. Oh, I guess let's go back a little bit. My parents may be evil, but at least they're stupid. In this phase, you will literally wrestle This is the preacher robot. Uh -huh. Yo, shapely, buxom, human demons. Look at the rack on that one. I mean, that one on the rack. And they're just like stuffed dolls. Yeah. Good. That's real good. Okay. Everybody switch demons. No point in staying with just one demon. <laughs> now, work it hard. Hard. Till the sin explodes out you. Mmm. Mercy. Okay. The Lord's work is done. Now, now cut him. Cut up with your demons. <laughs> That's how I picture him. Watching them to make yeah. sure that it doesn't go too far. Fucking people. So thank you for uh, submitting that. And there's the No Daylight one. So now we're down to this, which, um, yeah, we'll do a break. And All we'll right. come back and we will get to the response. And then I think we have something from Irvin Scott. Cool. All right. This uh, this song's called Million. And I forget it. Maybe, maybe by a band called Revamp. I'm not entirely sure. But as Ripley is fond of saying, my daughter Ripley, this song is metal. Nice. She just will randomly say metal. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's awesome.
episode of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. This computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I think. Palaver. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? <laughs> if you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living podcast at NOTOP.com. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important. But we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before uh yeah i've been saying that for a while really i have been saying that for a while also i'm high on smack well it's definitely working for you guys yeah. people are coming out in droves to support you on itunes we just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on itunes well that is one <laughs> that is one star too many let me tell you the worst fucking piece of shit i've ever heard this has been great guys thanks god oh, that was good oh he's got you crying over there uh, i'm good for the rest of the year nice that was too much famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store.
Aaron. Um, 138 shows, and that's the only song I regret putting in so far. <laughs> I like the music part, and that's all I honestly listened to off of this one, and I did not hear the vocals. I, I'm not a fan of the vocals on that one. Yeah, it was a little much. Yeah. Very operatic. I um, I just remembered something else I watched recently. Okay. There's that new show. It's on, I think, I don't even know what network. It's on some cable network. Um, Camelot. I'm a big fan of the whole Arthur legend thing. So oh, oh, okay, okay. It's with um, what's his name? Joseph Fiennes is in it, right? Is it is it also the kid from Sweeney Todd? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought he was the the love interest kid that I don't know. I'll look that up while you're All talking. Right. Um, but it's really good. It's really good, and there's boobies. So. Well, that's a plus. What channel is that on? It's on, I believe, Stars, actually. Huh. And um, But I like it. It's pretty good. It's a lot better than that, like, Merlin show that's on Sci-Fi now. That's just such... King Arthur, played by Jamie Campbell Bauer. Yeah. He was in Sweeney Todd. Let's see. I thought he looked really familiar. Uh, he was in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Oh, part two. Uh, and, and one, and, uh, where we go? Anthony. Yeah. He was the, he was the, interesting. I'm, well, I, I liked him in Sweeney Todd. I'm glad he's got more the work. Camelot show's really good. Good. Yeah, it's fun. Huh. And Joseph Fiennes looks super intense. Bald head. Uh, a little bit of a beard. But he looks super intense. It's really... There's this one scene where this dude gets run through with a spear, you know? Yeah. And the dude who's killing him killed the old dude's wife. Okay. So the old dude is just like, I want to kill this guy. (laughs) So he's got this spear through his gut, right? And he's got a dagger in his hand. And he just walks forward, like, skewering himself even more <laughs> as he walks up to the guy. And he's got the dagger sort of hidden. And the guy, you know, he's just like, uh, you know, he says something to the guy. And the guy says something. And he reaches up, stabs the dude in the back. Huh. It was fucking sick. It was awesome. Huh. It was really good. If that's stars, you said it was stars? Yeah. They should put that up on Netflix. They, they usually put their stuff up pretty quick. Yeah. Which is nice. I'll have to check that out. Pretty sure it stars. I'd be interested in a, yeah, it's a, good. a retelling on yeah, the, of the legend. Huh. So we got, I had a video sent to us. Um, it's a lot like the, the tea party video that we had before. I'm only going to play part of it. And then next week I'm going to take all of the audio and use it as the after the show clip. Because okay. it's like eight minutes long. But it was sent after we started. So I, I have this whole, I, I actually have this the show planned out. Today, okay. So I can't fit it in, but we can play a little bit of it. It says Sarah Palin book sign in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it's at a Borders. No wonder why they're going out of business. <laughs> Bazinga. This is uh, November 20th. I am out here today because I want to meet Sarah Palin. Oh, we're out here to, to have a chance to, to meet Sarah Palin. She makes me proud to be a woman, and she's strong. You know how much she's of a woman. Refreshing, oh. a breath of fresh air. She's like a rock star in the conservative movement. She stands for what America is. Yeah. And what do, you, what do you mean by that, if you could, if you could clarify further? Freedom, yeah. our liberty, 
the right to speak. She is the ep- epitome of conservativeness. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if the Republican Party doesn't back her, it doesn't matter because she's going to get the presidency. And do you hope she runs for president? I'd love it. I would like to see her be our first female president. What are some particular issues of, of Sarah's that you would like to see her bring to office? Oh, gee. Help me out here, guys. Fairness. Yeah. Fairness. Realness. What? Realness? Any policies, I guess, specifically that you... Have to- Don't make me refudiate that. I can't think of the policies right off the bat. <laughs> She's someone who can make a difference? Yeah. What, what difference would you like to see her make? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. I'm- what are her proposals for health care? Um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but what are some issues of hers that you agree with? I'm not sure where you're going with that. Where, what issues? How about, how about foreign policy? What would you like to see her do in terms of foreign policy? Um, it's fascinating, isn't it? To be honest with you, I don't know anything about her foreign policy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I really don't have an answer. I, I don't know. <laughs> Anything. Her well enough, her thinking. Uh, I don't know what she knows or what she doesn't know. I, I, I wouldn't know half the stuff that uh, probably some people ask me. Uh, what do you think she would bring in terms of policy office? Good judgment again. Again. Any specifics? Um, I think that she would get control of some of the out-of-control spending. Clean up the spending. Stop the spending. She's for um, decreased taxes, cutting taxes, making a more, um, what? you know, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, um, just, um, uh, uh. like, conducive environment for our country, you know, getting back to hey. less government. Less she used the word on her calendar. On good yeah. for her. It's a good thing this one's pretty. Healthy, healthy country. <laughs> some of the spending you'd like to see. This one isn't. All of it. All of it. Definitely more cost efficiencies. And it's like April from <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Cap I don't care. And all that. And what are some of the uh, problems that you have with, with the cap and trade as proposed by Democrats in Congress? Um... Yeah, I, I don't know too much about it, but... About, with the uh, what? I mean, a lot of it's just... We may run the whole thing now. Like, too much I can't stop it. For, it's, you know, it sounds great on paper, but really it means people are going to suffer in the end, so... Oh, really? You're to give away your own money. That's oh, here's fine, Chris Penn again. Don't tell me to give away my money. That's <laughs> socialism. <laughs> Barack Obama <laughs> two books describing in detail exactly what he's going to do. I love so. this guy. Hold on, I can hear that again. You want to give away your own money, that's fine. But don't tell me to give away my money. That's socialism. <laughs> Barack Obama, he wrote two books describing in detail exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. And, and what did the, the books describe? Oh, well, you know, his Marxism, Len- Leninism, you know, socialism. I think that she would um, acknowledge the system of government in the United States uh, rather than focus of administration of czars. Yeah. What? And uh, what, what are some of your problems with czars? I'm an American. Yeah. We don't have czars in America. I don't think yeah, actually we do. Military. I think he can pretend that he does. I don't think he likes hey, the military Lee. at all. The way huh? I Stan think Lee. the yeah. going, I'm wondering whether or not we're going to have a presidential election in 2012. Yeah. Well, we didn't um, for the last two. I know there's some te- backroom talk of martial law. I'll give you one really? scenario sure. that would absolutely do it is if an atom bomb goes off in the United States. We're no longer an exceptional country. We're no longer the shining light, the the, uh, the, uh, the beacon to the world of, of what a society should look to be as far as freedom. We're just another country. And you think... Oh, God forbid. We're just another country. 
Uh, well, he's naturalizing a lot of the illegal aliens. He's in the process of doing that. Uh, they're saying she's not going to have the votes when he, when you throw those numbers in. Um, there won't be enough white votes on one side to get a candidate through. No way. <laughs> an American citizen. We do need to have... Profile. Wow. I mean, the, the politically correct. But 90% of these people can tell you the last four winners of American Idol. <laughs> there won't be enough white votes. And he said, nope. Nope. <laughs> the Tea Party's not racist. Uh, but, you know. Uh, Keep going. This is hilarious. Freddie McBootlegger can tell you all of the lotto numbers from the past, like, six weeks, right. too. Uh, let's go back a little bit because I was laughing way too much. Fucking idiots. I got to hear that guy again. I won't I won't laugh over this one. Oh, boy. Here we go. A society should look to be as far as freedom. We're just another country. And you think Sarah will win if she throws her hat into the ring? Uh, well, he's naturalizing a lot of the illegal aliens. He's in the process of doing that. Uh, they're saying she's not going to have the votes when he, when you throw those numbers in. Um, there won't be enough white votes on one side to get a candidate through. No way. I don't think he's even an American citizen. We do need to have profiling. I mean, the, the political correctness has got to get, get out now. I mean, we're Americans and she sticks up for the American people, not for other people. Yeah. We're first, other people last. When you're right, you don't have to compromise. Yeah. Compromise is for people that are wrong. The state that, that, that she did govern yeah. was right across the street from Russia. Right. The street. You know, so across I, the street and you'd be in another country. Yeah, and I'm not saying that she's ever had to deal with Russia, but I'm sure she's had you know boundary issues sure. that she had to deal with yeah like we got boundary issues in mexico right now governor last is are the only one that has a top security what's that mean it means that if anything happens to our board our borders on that side she's the first one of the line of attack for there girl baby drill what are they going to give her a gun <laughs> i mean that's one thing absolutely right. for and and some of these no, of course a lot of people are saying that we don't have enough there's not enough oil well look at it like this suppose that suppose that we do drill yeah. and suppose and not just for oil but for gas and and for well while we're talking about that look some of these um, special interest groups like PETA and that that try to do uh, endangered species with um, polar bears and right. and other animals well now we need to get the polar bears off the endangered list so that we can drill there. We got all. Well, then don't fucking drill. Self-sufficient oil, gas, right under our feet. Why aren't we? Now people are just saying words, not even sentences. <laughs> Butt soup. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is fucking gold. We need to get the polar bears off the endangered list so that we can drill there. We got all this energy, self-sufficient oil, gas right under our feet. Why aren't we exploring more for it and, uh, and drilling uh, here instead of sending all that money overseas and then exporting or importing all that that, import, that oil back to us? The second policy I love <laughs> is the abortion issue. Partial birth abortion. A, a baby is, is within this much of being a baby. And they gouge it from. We behind. have laws against it now, right? Yeah, but they're being uh, they're being thrown out, chiseled at day after day. No, they're not. You think those laws are being taken taken away. Yes, they are. 
but it, but it seems like in, in recent years they're actually being strengthened. He said he was against partial birth abortion, but he's done nothing to prove that. Well, how has he been supportive of partial birth abortion? Well, you know, I'm, on the spur of the moment, I can't tell you that. I just believe that I've heard that over and over again. That man, I know it's going on. These procedures are happening. Where have you been hearing that? A lot of people have said that to us. I'm just trying to get an idea of where people are hearing this. Well, I belong to church groups, study groups, and, uh, you know, I watch television all the time. And what are you watching on television to find this? Well, I, I watch Fox News a lot. And what are some of those freedoms that you, you think have been taken away? Well, I really think the fact that I am a Christian, I think that um, the government and the mainstream media yeah. has been playing a role in, um, gosh. So you think your, your, your freedom to be a Christian has been jeopardized? I think well, not only speech. speech, not only Christian, freedom for religion here. Yeah. And what the government... Uh, Wait, slow. hold on. She Did she say freedom of or from? Speech, not only Christian, freedom for religion here. Freedom and from religion. Religion. Yeah, I'm all for that. I think she started to say four and then said, oh, I don't care. Yeah, I sure would. Uh, do you think there might be any problem with supporting her knowing that you're, you're not familiar with her foreign policy issues? Um, be the no, smart guy. I, I wouldn't, that wouldn't keep me from not uh, voting for her. A lot of people that are less less informed about politics, when it does come up in the public specter, they want to yell and scream. This is not rocket science. I'm talking about going base, back to the basics of America. We need good people like her that aren't afraid to speak up for reality. Right. Yeah, she had her time as governor, but I think she's got something up her sleeve. And I think you're going to see crowds yeah, like her this arms. wherever she goes. Oh my god, I love the new left media. How that, that really guy funny. can do it. Are you afraid of what uh, the Obama oh. administration could do? I'm very much afraid of what's happening in America. I really am. <laughs> I'm afraid to all the black people in the, in the over office and try to run the country. Fucking retards. And I use that word, not disparaging the mentally handicapped, but these fucking retards. Oh, my God. It's, it's amazing to me. <sighs> they know what they feel, but they don't know anything. Yeah. All these people that think they know about politics. It's like, really, dude? You're wearing... A football jersey standing in line to get a book signed by a woman who quit being governor so she could make millions of dollars in speaking engagements. Yeah. What do you know? Not that the football jersey is necessarily a bad thing, but if I'm going to have my picture taken with somebody famous, I, I, at the last convention, I wore a nice shirt so I could look at the yeah. pictures years later and be like, I got dressed up for that. <laughs> Fucking George Romero said hi to me. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Now, we have a rebuttal. Okay. From last week's uh, Reverend Scott segment. So, what we're going to do, which is different than what we did to that last segment that we did, is we're going to mute our mics. Because Reverend Scott basically got free reign because we both weren't here. Right. I talked a little at the beginning and the end. I think I laughed once or twice. But that's it. So, I'm going to start this up and then mute us, and then we'll come back in when it's over. Frank and Chris, or is it Chris and Frank? Either way, I'm new to this. Well, not this, just new to writing to you guys. Well, talking. How do I describe this? Anyway, I'm calling in for the first time. Uh, this is Ian. 
I am Randy's stepson, and I really felt obligated to communicate with you guys after the last episode um, because I was concerned about some of the things that Reverend Scott said in his last segment. Now, I know Reverend Scott is uh, known for his pithy comments and his ample usage of sarcasm, so I don't want to be presumptuous and say that I know the reason that he wrote the post that he did, but on the off chance that Reverend Scott's Beast Man AIDS is causing a severe delusional reaction, I wanted to uh, take the opportunity to rebut everything that he stated in his uh, post. Now, some of you may not know how Beast Man AIDS works. It's a severe infection caused by the acquired immunodeficiency virus uh, that afflicts beast men. So that's the BIV virus, beast man uh, immunodeficiency virus. And the effect of this virus is to cause severe fever, delusions, and an inability to perceive temperature changes. So, uh, on the off chance that Reverend Scott's affliction is affecting his judgment, I wanted to go through each and every one of his arguments and explain why everything he said is either wrong or misleading. So, I'm going to take each thing he said bit by bit, and this might take a little bit, and to accompany my responses, I'm going to be sending you guys a list of links that I'm hoping you'll provide everyone the opportunity to look at uh, that will link to all of the scientific data backing up my rebuttals. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to launch into my takedown of Reverend Scott's very misleading approach to global warming. And Reverend, if you were being sarcastic, well, you pulled off the deadpan Bachman really well. Well done. And I hope not, because global warming and everything man is doing to cause it is a load of horse shit. Somehow I already feel the need to cut in. I just want to mention that uh, global warming is an accurate term. Uh, a lot of people use the term global climate change because that describes the effect of global warming, but global warming is absolutely an accurate term for what's going on on the planet right now. Back to Scott. <laughs> Am I kidding? No, I'm not fucking kidding. I may not share the same view as that electronic bitch and just think that just because it snowed, global warming is a myth. I think it because there's actual fucking facts to back it up. So you think global temperatures have been rising drastically? Seriously? Well, since we've even had accurate satellite or balloon or mountaintop observation over the last three decades, nothing indicates that claim. I've never known Reverend Scott to be bashful, so I suppose it's not unreasonable that he starts out with an immediate lie. The concept that the temperature record we have hasn't shown an increase in the temperature and that the temperature record we have is unreliable is a, uh, it's kind of a two-parter. The first part of this is the concept that the temperature record is inaccurate. Uh, that just isn't true. Uh, the warming trend that we've seen has existed in rural areas and urban areas. We've measured it by thermometers and by satellites. There is a lot of data that backs this up. In fact, 
there are actually billions of total measurements. Um, there is actually an article that came up in the Los Angeles Times uh, from yesterday, I believe, that that would be Monday, uh, that stated that there was a group of skeptical scientists that didn't believe in global warming who have been re-crunching all of the data in an attempt to point out uh, malfeasance on the part of climate scientists, and they're getting pretty much the same results as the scientists that did the data in the first place. As for the second part, the idea that warming hasn't occurred in the last 30 years, that concept is just completely baseless. Now, I have seen people claim that warming stopped in 1998, uh, but that is incorrect. The two warmest years on record are 2005 and 2010, and the first decade of the 2000s was the hottest decade ever recorded. Now, this data is uh, based on the accurate information that's gathered from global sources, and they account for heat island effect and other environmental factors that affect the temperature of the area that's recording the uh, data. So the, uh, the concept that this information isn't accurate or that the warming isn't occurring is just not backed up in any of the scientific literature. So uh, Scott's wrong there, and, well, this is just the beginning. 0.6 to 0.8 degrees Celsius. That's the average increase over the last 100 years. Watch out, it's a heat wave. <laughs> Funny how no one ever talks about the fact that between 1940 to 1970, temperatures have actually dropped. Okay, where to start with this? The amount of warming that's occurred so far has nothing to do with the amount of warming that can occur from global warming. See, we're not saying that the current situation is catastrophic. The problem is that planet, the planet can only handle so much of an increase in temperature. See, after we hit a certain temperature, the planet itself starts to produce even more carbon through natural cycles. If we increase the temperature to a certain point through our emissions, we will trigger feedback mechanisms within the climate itself that will cause catastrophic global warming. This is why everyone has been talking about getting our shit together and stopping global warming as quickly as possible. As for the mid-century cooling effect... This is actually due to a separate phenomenon, which is that aerosol releases into the, uh, into the atmosphere during the post-war boom, post-World War II boom, and due to a number of volcanic eruptions, crowded out the effect of global warming during that period. We're only talking about 30 years or so here, and in that time, uh, the emissions of CO2 were still accumulating. So the atmospheric CO2 levels were not affected, and the cooling effect of the aerosols was temporary. And in the end, we wound up with more carbon in our atmosphere and increases in temperature. So while that data point is technically true, the source of that cooling is well understood by science. So it's not a hole in any of the data. In fact, it's part of the data set that has led to our understanding of global warming in the first place. Leading people to claim of the coming of the second ice age. I remember that. And not the kind that are voiced by Ray Romano.
Ah, the old scientist predicted a global ice age canard. This one is only true if you are looking at a minority of the data at the time. You see, between 1965 and 1979, there were 49 studies that did uh, calculations about global temperatures. Seven of these concluded that there would be global cooling. 42 decided that there would be global warming. The reason that there were all of these media stories about global cooling was because it was a more sexy story at the time. No one knew the dangers of global warming, so the thought of a global ice age sounded like a more alarmist and interesting story for individuals in the media. Now, what's even better about this is it demonstrates the fact that there was a scientific debate long before there was ever a consensus surrounding global warming. Global warming didn't happen out of nowhere. It was part of the scientific process. There were different, uh, different scientists who came up with different theories and different models, and they were tested, and some were proved and some were disproved until they came to a consensus. This is how science works. Maybe they were referring to those polar ice caps that everyone seems to be so worried about. Apparently, they're melting. Well, guess what? It may be getting slightly warmer in the Western Arctic because of unrelated cyclic events in the Pacific Ocean. But the Eastern Arctic and Greenland are getting colder. While the small Palmer Peninsula of Antarctica is getting warmer, the main Antarctic continent is actually getting colder. The thickness of the ice in Greenland and Antarctica is actually increasing. Imagine that. Different parts of the world change while you're focusing on one other event. Here we have more falsehood mixed with misinformation. The comment about Greenland gaining ice is simply not true. While mainland Greenland is in fact at mass balance, its coasts are losing ice at a massive rate. In fact, between 2002 and 2009, the rate of ice loss doubled. The island is definitely losing ice, and there is just no data to back up the fact that there is more ice growing on the island than there is being lost. You're just plain wrong there. As for ice in Antarctica, unfortunately, I'm not clear exactly what uh, Reverend Scott is saying here. See, there's two different types of ice in any region. There is land ice and there is sea ice. Land ice, as you may have guessed, occurs on the land, and sea ice floats in the water. Now, Antarctica has lost massive amounts of land ice, and it is not experiencing a growth in land ice. But there has been an increase in the amount of sea ice in Antarctica. But the amount of sea ice that has been lost in the Arctic region is about three times the amount that has been created uh, recently in the Antarctic region. And the factors that influence the amount of sea ice in the Antarctic region do not naturally dispute global warming's existence. Sea ice in and of itself does not affect ocean levels because it's already displacing water. And the amount of climate effect that the sea ice in Antarctica has is minimal compared to the sea ice in the Arctic region because the Antarctic sea ice melts during the summer months, whereas the Arctic sea ice did not used to melt, but now is melting fully, which is reducing the reflection of solar energy and therefore 
resulting in for further feedback and more warming. Kind of like not noticing a woman is now staring directly at you as you drool over her tits. <laughs> but no amount of drool is going to change the level of the sea. No, the sea levels aren't rising because of melting ice caps. Sea level monitoring in the Pacific and Indian Oceans have shown no sign of any sea level rise. Seriously, look it up. Obviously, I did look it up, and I'm really not sure where Scott is getting this information. I mean, I'm looking at the chart on sea level rise, and since 1990, there has been a steady increase, and the level of change has been going up along the way. So, if Scott is to be believed, then he must not know how to read graphs, which would explain a lot. If he's reading all of these graphs in reverse, then he really must be certain that sea levels are decreasing, ice levels are going up, and temperatures are dropping. <laughs> and that robot fucker didn't even mention the dreaded CO2 carbon dioxide. Man, that's some scary stuff. Can you imagine if you had that coming out of your mouth every day? It is true that CO2 levels increase every year, that for the last 25 years. But guess what? Out of all the shit in the atmosphere, carbon dioxide is 37 one-hundredths of a percent of it. Haha, ha, everybody, get it? People breathe out carbon dioxide, so it must not be bad. Oh, and there's naturally occurring carbon in the atmosphere. Go figure. See, people get a little confused when they talk about carbon dioxide. They seem to think that because carbon emissions from fossil fuels are bad, people must be claiming that everyone has to stop breathing because all CO2 emissions are untenable. But the problem with this is that it's completely illogical. You see, there's a natural carbon cycle. There's a certain amount of carbon that's released into the atmosphere every year due to all kinds of things, from forest fires to respiration to everything else in the world. And there is a natural process of sequestration, from plants growing to algae to whatever else is going on. And through this natural process, there's a balance in the amount of carbon in the atmosphere. What we're doing right now is introducing carbon that is not part of the natural cycle into the atmosphere by digging up old carbon from underneath, uh, from deep underneath the earth and then burning it and releasing it into the air. We're also simultaneously cutting down massive swaths of forest putting our trash in landfills so it decomposes into methane and growing absurd numbers of animals who are all producing methane. Altogether, this is resulting in a warming trend. We have thrown the natural system off balance. And as a slight tribute to the insane direction that Scott has gone here, I am going to go ahead and play a clip of Michelle Bachman talking because as it turns out, Scott has gone the full Bachman. That's right, the full Bachman. Well, carbon dioxide is a natural part of Earth's atmosphere. But carbon dioxide is perhaps 3% of the total atmosphere that's in the Earth. So if you take a pie chart and you have all of Earth's atmosphere, carbon dioxide is perhaps 3% of that total. What part of human activity creates carbon dioxide. If carbon dioxide is a negligible gas and it's only 3% of Earth's atmosphere, what part is human activity? 
human activity contributes perhaps 3% of the 3%. In other words, human activity is maybe 3% contributing to the 3% of carbon dioxide that's in Earth's atmosphere. It's so negligible. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent. It can hardly be be quantified. Sixty percent of the quote-unquote greenhouse effect is because of fucking water vapor, clouds, and fago soda sprayed from ICP concerts. No, that is true. Not to mention the fact that when scientists measured ice core dated over thousands of years, they found that CO2 levels do move up and down after the temperature does. Jesus, I can't even take a breath without having to stop this freaking tape. I can't believe the number of falsehoods that you can cram into such a short piece of work. Well, let's get into this one now. All right, water vapor. Yes, water vapor is a powerful greenhouse gas. Guess what causes an increase in the amount of water vapor in the atmosphere? Oh, I don't know, CO2, not to mention increases in global warming. See, water vapor goes up when there's more evaporation, which happens when there's more heat. It's part of, once again, this feedback loop. And once again, we have the feedback loop, Evans, in what Reverend Scott just mentioned, the fact that after warming, there is an increase in carbon. That is on a historical basis because these spikes in carbon were occurring after an increase in microbial activity led to an increase in the amount of carbon emitted. You see, if you take the human role out of global warming, the increase doesn't make sense. We have to have something that causes the change. The cause is that we have emitted massive amounts of carbon that were stored underground. Now that the carbon's out, the increase is going to continue on its own. We could stop emitting carbon completely tomorrow and we would still see global warming. The question is how much global warming we see over the next, well, probably the rest of human civilization at this rate. Because if we don't slow things down, we're going to start seeing certain benchmarks which we can't control, and then we're going to see out-of-control global warming. Well, we being relative, I don't know if I'll be around to see it, but possibly my children will be, and I don't know if that's the kind of world we want to leave to our children. But I digress. I'll get back to what Scott was saying. Meaning CO2 levels are a result of, and not the cause of, warming temperatures. Quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing about how I need to change everything I do to help the planet. It's really not a question of if we change, it's a question of how we change. Either we make proactive decisions, or we have change forced upon us. So, I think that the logical thing to do is to make the preparations to survive, whereas... Some people, I'm not saying Scott necessarily personally believes this, would rather stick their head in the sand. If you stick your head in the sand, you wind up getting fucked in the ass. We didn't fuck up the planet, and we can't fix it either. I'm not going to keep talking about global warming anymore, because it's fake. (laughs) I think they just want to sell green products, just like TV companies want to sell 3D TV sets. It's a damn gimmick to make money, Yeah, and I ain't buying it. So I'll leave you with my traditional peace and love, guys. 
because that's really all you need. So there you have it. Either the dear reverend is suffering from a severe illness that is causing him to lose his mind, or he is a deadpan genius, artfully playing off of the tropes and bullshit that you'll get from every one of the conservative networks anytime someone brings up anything having to do with global warming. If that's the case, Scott, I commend you. And you really should get that beast man AIDS looked into. Even if you're not suffering symptoms right now, I'm pretty certain that it can be fatal. I appreciate you guys taking the time to play this rebuttal. Even if everything Scott said was sarcastic, I thought it was important to do the public service thing and go ahead and talk about the science behind all this information because, you know, a lot of the science gets lost when we talk about global warming and pop culture because science is difficult to understand and it has lots of shades of gray. And uh, if anyone's interested in learning more about what they can do to be better citizens of the planet, I actually do a podcast when I'm not completely overburdened by school called Getting Right with Gaia, which is uh, ostensibly weekly, but I haven't done it in a little while. And uh, I just go over various things that you can do in your everyday life to reduce your impact on the planet and help stop global warming, among many other things. Oh, and guys, Scott got the brunt end of this one, but uh, I've been prepping something in response to your comments about vegetarians, so be prepared for an onslaught of, I don't know, criticism, facts, data, philosophy, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to put something together in the next couple of weeks. Uh, It's a little bit late, but, you know, I'm in grad school. I don't have a lot of free time to do things like this. That about wraps it up. Have a good week, everybody. All right. Wow. Couple things. Okay. Looking forward to the vegetarian. Oh yeah. Bottle. Yeah. However, everything we said was totally sarcastic. No, I believe everything I said. I don't remember what we talked about. I'm I just have to go back I, and listen. I, it's not for me, and I think that we should eat meat. Anyway, I I am of the frame of mind that the the let them let the vegetarians do whatever they want yeah. to do. Right? It makes them nice and tender. Don't tell me I'm being mean to a chicken. <laughs> no, I. I as long if as I want to choke a chicken, I'll choke a chicken or spank a monkey. You better not be talking about soup this time. <laughs> people people actually sent me things like what is Frank talking about with soup? Like don't don't get him started. Also, so, um the yeah. Beast Man AIDS thing I think is caused by CO two emissions. <laughs> it's a vicious circle there. Uh okay. Um real quick, um I hope that whatever happens between Scott and, and Ian is done um Without malice. Oh God, no! I want because to fight. because no no because we I, I had to talk to somebody after they wrote something in like I don't know fifty shows ago, and somebody rebutted it, and he got all offended and put off because his views were challenged. I, I don't remember what the other yeah. person said honestly, but I do think that, and I think it can come across that it. It's done out of, you know, passion 
but not malice. That sound about right? Yeah. Okay. I don't normally play peacekeeper, but I like both people, so I don't <laughs> want any problems. So I don't think there will be. And I am definitely glad he plugged his show at the end. So uh, thank you very much. That was very well thought out. I will try to get every link that you sent to me into the show notes so it'll be on uh, Palaver and the blog whenever I update the damn blog. Um, I know almost nothing about it. Because, honestly, it's not anything I've paid attention to. People say you need to recycle, so I do. So, so sick you of know, recycling. I've changed over to all those bulbs because, I'll be honest, I like changing the bulbs less. <laughs> they <laughs> so, look cool, well, squiggly. Yeah. I mean, if, if I can buy a bulb for $7 that will last for 15 years, <laughs> I would much rather buy a bulb that costs $7 that lasts for 15 years than... A bulb for two dollars that will last for eight months. I mean, that makes sense, right? Mother Nature pissed me off this winter, so oh boy. So what are you gonna do? Run outside with hairspray cans? Not again. Julie won't let me. (laughs) Neither will the police department behind you. I was thinking so mad. (laughs) All right, so let's uh, let's do this. This is U.S. News at 10 with your host, John Simmons. Oh, wait Hello, a minute. I'm John Simmons. Hold on. I got to stop that. I forgot I have to read something first. What? These always come with a preface. Oh, my goodness. to find it here. Okay, so we have, uh, hey, guys, wow, talk about the last show traveled fast. They already had a story about it on the news. This is from Reverend Scott. I grabbed a clip of it for you guys to play, and if I happen to get a little campaign plug in there, too, well, that's just a happy accident. Peace and love, Reverend Scott. Frank, how many happy accidents do you have? Every day. (laughs) This is U.S. News at 10 with your host, John Simmons. Hello, I'm John Simmons. Here's our U.S. News Top Story. This week's top story takes us back into the controversial campaign of Reverend Scott. Last week, a message was sent from Reverend Scott to the Are You Serious podcast. Here's some audio from last week. <sighs> Did you get something from... I'm kind what of, did he write in the email? Was it saying? He wrote, hey, gentlemen, I thought I'd switch it up and give you a taste of some of my campaign stance. It might not be the popular opinion, but after everyone hears it, it will be. Peace and love, Reverend Scott. But he didn't attach any file to uh. it. So. After a full investigation from Reverend Scott's crack campaign IT staff, it was found that his email had been hacked and the attachment had been removed from what Reverend Scott claims, quote, is a sorry attempt to make me seem like I have no substance. Reverend Scott's atheist presidential opponents, Chris and Frank, (laughs) claim to not know anything about the mysteries surrounding the hacked email, but were quoted in saying, We're calling him out. We're saying he's got no substance. (laughs) He's He's got nothing. Nothing (laughs) nothing on us. I don't know. I don't know. I I learned how to attach. Well, guy has attachment issues. (laughs) No substance, mofo. There are no substance, mofo. (laughs) Yo. Later, the message was played on the podcast, unedited. It seems like Reverend Scott might be one mofo hackers can't beat. (laughs) Next up, we explore Charlie Sheen's Torpedo of Truth tour and how this reporter may or may not be winning. But first, we have a brief message we received from Reverend Scott. I want to know where the guitar is from. Hello, America. This is independent presidential candidate, Reverend Scott. How are you doing this pre-campaign season? Good. 
I just wanted to take a moment to mention that April 5th was actually a very special day. Oh, no. It was atheist opponent Chris Bricklemeyer's birthday. I want to put out there a very special... Reverend Scott may not be actively slinging mud at his atheist opponents, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be happening anyways. Maybe it's because Reverend Scott's campaign is stronger than ever, especially when you consider who's backing him now. One such man you may have heard of, bodybuilder, movie star, and governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. It may be possible that for some reason you don't believe it. Well, I'll prove it. Reverend Scott is on Twitter at Reverend underscore Scott. On April 5th, around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Schwarzenegger retweeted a message Reverend Scott sent him to his 2 million-plus followers. Who's backing Frank and Chris? Is it a god like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yeah, that's right. You two don't believe in God. Maybe you don't have influential backers for your campaign because you're too busy corrupting the minds of small children. Chris's three-year-old twin <laughs> girls, to be exact. After admitting... So I do let my girls listen to the show because, you know, it's me and, you know, they can learn all of the complicated is words. Is that why when they see me, they go, Daddy, is that the foul-mouthed motherfucker? Yeah, they, they do. They know who you are. Seriously, it seems as though you let them do whatever they want. I just let them do what they I just, want. I want them to burst the door open and say, what up, bitches? Yeah, they might. I do believe that is highly likely, considering the kinds of things they would hear on your show as you let them listen. Jerking off over a can of soup <laughs> in the morning. They need to do that to get through the day. Mm. All right? <laughs> you know what? Rock the fuck on. Sure. Okay? I have a note that says, if I faint, faint. Please, please administer a hand job. <laughs> and somebody gag McCain while we're at it. With a because, cock. Oh. <laughs> you know, if, if you're at the same park after school all the time and there's no adults around, you know. No. Somebody my size can easily overpower a 12-year-old, which is off the rails. I'm a fucking nut job. Jack off in your soup. I don't care. And once the girls were born, and now definitely that I like can talk to them and we can have conversations right. and stuff and all that, I want to talk about porn stars. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Deal with it, Chris and Frank. Birthday wish out to Chris. May all your non-campaign-related dreams come true this year. And as always, America, peace and love. Oh, wow. No, there was no little stinger at the end there. I'm just a little disappointed. That's what she said. That was pretty good. That was, wow. That was... Uh, it's nothing worse than having your words thrown back at you. <sighs> I don't know what to say to that. that was, yeah, wow. That was good. Good good idea that time. Not bad. Wow, I get, um, leaves me speechless. You want some soup? No, I'm good. <laughs> I, I had soup earlier today. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Cream of what? <laughs> me. <laughs> That's disgusting. Why? Really? You just... <laughs> I, I, you didn't have to say it with such zeal. <laughs> wow. You're going to do something It's right. creamy and salty. <laughs> Damn. Makes a mighty fine necklace, too. Yes, it does. So, folks, um, are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. 206-338-3094. I almost gave and, like, uh, my cell phone number. That would have been really funny. Done. We got a uh, palover.com and are you serious podcast.com. 
Bye. That's it. So we've got it. It's one God, you're the chosen people, you're living in this land that you've been promised. We don't know what to call that yet. Yeah, but I was thinking it shouldn't actually be that great. I mean, they really like it, but it should be a bit arid. arid. But they really love it. To them, it's like Hampshire. And they've got their rules, but they're not written in stone. No, they are written in stone. Okay, they are written in stone, uh, and the Messiah might be coming, and God's like kind of grumpy dad. It's no picnic, but everything's going to be just fine. Yeah. It's like the end of Logan's run, you know. It's not going to be easy, but at least we're doing it on our own terms now. And the Messiah definitely doesn't come. No, he doesn't. But we could do a spin-off. Fuck that. I can't believe you're trying to complicate the spin-off. I mean, it's already a spin-off. I think it really needs it. Look, if you've got the plain, grumpy, annoyed ones, and then you've got the sort of more colourful, nice paintings, do what you like as long as you confess it ones in fantastic gear, and then you've got the sort of weird eastern ones with funny hats who don't sort of much come into it, then, you know, I think that gives it some meat. I think you're expecting far too much of people. I think it really needs it. I think we should stick to the... Stick to the what? I mean, I'm just trying to add a bit of interest here. Because there's no getting away from the fact that the Messiah has come and then gone away again. And where does that leave us? He might come back. So what? Frankly. I mean, you know, him possibly coming back is not an event. The film Volcano does not start with a clear-up after the volcano erupts, with everyone going, ooh, I wonder what it would be like if it ever erupted again. Opening scene of Alien, oh, thank God we got rid of that alien. I wonder if there'll ever be any more. I think you're turning it into a soap opera. We wouldn't have this problem if it wasn't a spin-off. You know, I've always thought we should have done more with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has always been a non-starter. The Holy Ghost is like Mike in The Young Ones. End of line.